0: Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: This is Sunday Edition with Anthony Corona. Every week here on ACB Media 1.0. That's American Council of the Blind, Media One, and soon after on all your major podcast catchers. Each week, we'll dive into the news, human interest, and discussions about the issues surrounding all of us in and out of the American Council of the Blind community. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sunday Edition. Like the opening says, I am your host, Anthony Corona. I am so very glad to be with you every week at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday Edition, and you can catch uh, Sunday Edition on your major podcast catchers soon after the show ends. Byron uploads it for us each week. As always, I love thanking my cohort, Mr. Byron Lee, who will be uh, speaking with us in a few minutes on another topic. Uh, So... I am so really, really excited to be doing this show today. We're going to be talking about the J.P. Morgan Leadership Fellows and the Derwood K. McDaniel first-timers. I'll be speaking with Kenneth in a moment. Um, Donna Brown would like me to remind folks that the Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk is still open. We have until August 31st to donate. You can go to acb.org and click on the walk. Um And it looks like the Patriots are in the lead at the moment, but there are quite a few teams that are nipping at their heels. Uh, There are quite a few that are at the, at or just about at the $2,000 mark. There are a few teams that are at the $1,000 mark. So if you want to show a little bit of pride in your affiliate, your special interest affiliate or your state affiliate team, go over to the walk page and please donate. As always, Leslie Spoon is hard at work collating our holiday auction this year. So if you have items you'd like to donate, please reach out to her. Um, I will be donating my Sunday edition package again, of course, and um, always look out for those wine tastings. Hosting for us today is Ms. Sheila Young, president of Florida. Welcome, welcome, and thank you for hitting for us
2: you're welcome
1: you did an awesome job at karaoke last night i just <laughs> wanted to take a moment to say I was so so glad to hear you there and and just highlight if you're out there and you haven't spent um a saturday night with mika cindy and all of us that we are now calling the karaoke community please check us out every friday at um every saturday At 8 p.m. last night was a real fun one. It was 70s theme, um, and I, for the first time, got to duet with Cindy. We did a great version of Elton John's Don't Go Breaking My Heart. I know at some point during the week, it goes up on rotation. So if you're bored and at home and you've got nothing to do, put on ACB Media 5 and listen to some of the great programming that is rerun, um, and you might catch that karaoke. So let's dive right into it. I am so glad to welcome back to Sunday edition, Kenneth Simeon. Hey, Kenneth. Hey, Anthony. Glad to be here with everybody today. <laughs> you wear so many hats. You've got a lot going on. I know that the, um, the deadline just closed for MAPS. So are you guys hard at work matching mentors and mentees? Definitely. Yeah,
3: we're reviewing all of those. And really, it's fun. We, have a, uh, we had a meeting on Friday, and we have another meeting coming up on Tuesday to, to go over some more of those.
1: Uh, awesome. We'll so be
3: sending uh, we'll be also sending an, uh, an update of some statistics of like states who participated in the process so on, on the metro side or mentee uh, and some other things uh, that have to do with uh, all of the things that we received information we received.
1: Awesome well, you know you know the the maps uh, committee and or participants are always welcome on Sunday Edition if you've got stuff you want to share but we are here to talk about the yearly, Derwood K and J.P. Morgan, uh, leaders that that uh, the American Council of the Blind presents each year, and we've got representatives from three classes today. But I wanted to ask you if you could give us a brief overview on the two separate programs and how they work, how they were, you know, how they were, how they came to be.
3: Sure. Well, our DCAM 1st Timers award began in 1996, and it was all set up to continue and honor the legacy of Derrick K. McDaniel. We use the acronyms DKM a lot of times now. We have to always try to make sure we mention Derrick's name because so many people don't know who he is and they wonder who is or what is DKM? So uh, those acronyms DKM stand for Derrick K. McDaniel. And does anybody know what the K stands for? If not, interestingly, it's Kenneth. Derrick Kenneth McDaniel. uh, nice. I thought it was pretty interesting to find that out. Yeah. So now we have uh, our Durkee K. Uh, McDaniel First Timers Award given to two members each year. And we have an annual announcement that comes out in the ACB Bureau Form in January. Uh, we begin to uh, get everything together to begin to accept the applications on January 1st. And the deadline is always, unless we change some things because of circumstances, it'll be April the 5th uh for those all those uh, letters of applications to be sent in by the applicant that means they just write a letter uh telling about themselves and in the article it tells you how to begin what information we need and most people uh, have some questions and they'll give me a call because my contact information is in the announcement um, from there we wanted to make sure that we honor one person from uh east of the mississippi river and one from the west of the mississippi river and uh, then we have. Just, we just ask them to be at least age eighteen. Blind visually or blind or visually impaired, never attended an ACB in-person conference and convention. Uh, we have. We need them to be a member in good standing. That means they are current on their on their dues. And we're looking for people who have demonstrated leadership potential because our awards are leadership development awards, and it's so important that we we. Put that out there because so many people really believe that it's just an award to get them to the convention uh, and then they miss out on the ben- the true benefit of the award. We want to help people to learn and grow and be able to support ACB moving forward. That's what it's mostly about.
1: Absolutely. Okay.
3: So now that's the DKM First Timers Award. On the ACB uh, JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows Award, I'll tell you, it's funded by JPMorgan Chase, and this program started in 2016, and uh, they want us to honor five members of ACB each year who have demonstrated leadership potential. We have similar guidelines. The only thing that's different is the to be JPMorgan Chase leadership fellows could have attended an in-person convention before. They may have been involved in leadership and uh, some leadership roles previously, they took a break for a while, they want to come back. So they get to come back through this leadership development program to assist them in getting back in the swing of things and, and finding out what's going on now compared to what they did before. So um, you want me to go through all the, de- the, the details uh, because I stated that all of the, the same criteria applies other than the one uh, that says that the person must have a, never attended an in-person convention.
1: Yeah, and this, you know, Sunday edition, along with some of the other ACB media shows, we do a pretty good job of highlighting when, uh, you know, when the call for nominations come out. uh, We go over the information here, too. They find it in the forum. Um, It usually goes out over the list as well. So I think we're good on that. But this year, um, you guys set up something else that was really exciting. Why don't you talk a few minutes about the Select Honor Society?
3: Yes, so this year we, we launched the DKM K. May Daniel, uh, we have in parentheses DKM Leadership Select Honor Society. Everyone who applies and is accepted into uh, one of our programs automatically become a member of that society. This, this society was officiated, uh, I would say our first induction of this Honor Society was officiated by Cindy Hollis, our ACB manager of membership engagement during the D.C.A.M. first-timers reception this year. And uh, it it was a great, great time for all of us. And uh, I'll go back to say our D.C.A.M. first-timers, we had 60 of them who were inducted and we had 38 of our JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows who were inducted into the Honor Society. Beyond uh, just being inducted, we want want to, to make sure we keep everybody in touch with one another. Uh, we want everybody to assist one another along the way in their leadership journey. So we've done some several things to move forward, and we will be uh, launching our email uh, group email list for communications with everyone on that uh, in this society uh, on September 1st. And you will be subscribed if we have your contact information. We will be subscribing you to that list. But uh, some there's some people who were recipients from years back, we haven't gotten the current information for. we're still waiting for that information to come in and we'll get them and plugged in. And just think about it, people from the past and from some from now can help one another in different ways. Uh, so it's gonna be like a club and we'll have communication like sharing special events, uh, special leadership development sessions, uh, we'll share quotes and anything that's positive, articles that you may find and we, we may find. We wanna just inspire one another to keep doing what we're doing to make a difference within ACB. So uh, we want everybody to stay connected. That's what the Honest Society is about. And uh, we'll have some perks that we will uh, mention a little bit later. Uh, but uh, some of those things, just being connected, being able to network with folks that's trying to make things happen, whether it be within our organization or in their community, uh we'll have some uh, special events like through the borough college leadership institute training committee that will assist everyone to keep moving forward so stay tuned for more about that but i think it's a great thing for us to all be a part of this and uh, being a, a decan first-timer from 2010 i'm honored to have served on the committee for 10 years now and uh, have chaired it for seven years and it's been fun and currently my plans are to we're going to have a vice chair to ser- uh, start serving this year and the uh for the next award year which begins in january then after at the conclusion of that uh at this time i plan on moving on uh and, and allowing someone else to chair this committee and take everything forward so uh, stay tuned for some of that information to come out later on any other questions for me
1: well, that isn't the very definition of mentorship, you know, and and really passing the torch, taking, you know, taking a beloved, I would imagine, you know, that, that'll that be eight years of, of beloved work that you're going to pass off to someone else. Um, <laughs> are you having that mixed bag kind of feelings or, you know, do you really do you really feel it's time to to give it to someone well, else?
3: Well, uh, there was a discussion in leadership uh, last year about people who have been on committees ten years or more. They really should consider giving someone else a chance to to serve, and that whether it be the chair or a member of the committee, and on my committee, we have a number of people who made ten years or nine years this year. So next year will be my 11th. So that's why I'm gonna go ahead and pass the torch on, give somebody else a chance because we have to continue uh, things going uh, so that we know somebody is fully aware of what what is happening. I'll still be around to help that person to move forward. So that's what mentoring is about. You get someone prepared and you kind of hang in there with them to help them along the way. You know, A lot of times from older uh, generations, we've witnessed and my, experience uh people not wanting to let go and and then something suddenly happens to them and nobody's prepared to step up so yeah. uh yeah so I've, I've developed a lot of things that were not developed before for our committee like committee uh chair expectations our responsibilities did it for our uh committee members and so we have a lot of documentation in place so people can uh, join the group they can actually refer to some documents that are in place with bullet points about things that they would be able to uh, contribute, and uh, we are just going to continue working together on building the program.
1: And there's quite a few members of the committee who were themselves either DKM, Derwood K. McDaniel, Derwood Kenneth, um, yes. or JP Morgan leadership fellows who now serve on the committee. So you know that's another prime example of the full circle of mentorship and this program itself. Um, you know, when I look back at the Select Society, you know, when Cindy was reading all of those names, I was thinking to myself, wow, you know, there are so many of our current leaders, so many of, of leaders that aren't maybe necessarily nationally recognized often, who, you know, on, on their state levels, local levels, affiliate levels, you know, are really doing some great stuff. And I, I would imagine, you know, hearing all those names, it, it must be akin to being like a teacher, or a yeah. professor, you know, that mentor feeling like, wow, you know, when you heard all those names, all those people that you've interacted with, that you've helped mentor. And as a, as, as a JP Morgan uh, leadership fellow myself, all the information, <coughs> excuse me, that kind provides us really aids in the rest of the, of the rest of the leadership activities that we do across the board. So talk to me just a tiny bit about, you know, hearing all those names and realizing all the lives You've touched.
3: Well, I'm honored, really. And as I told my committee this year in July, doing our wrap up call, you know, this, I really love this. I, I really would want to stay, stay with the program. It's just time to consider somebody else. And I, I want to participate. What everything I'll be doing moving forward is has to do with mentoring uh, in some way and helping to sustain ACB as we move forward. But it's it's very interesting to meet so many people and get to know folks that have different abilities that uh, I can learn from as well. It's not always about the mentor giving uh, uh, the folks who participate in the program, they've been able to share some insights and kind of looking at what they do in their own state and chapter. I'm a chapter president. I've been the state affiliate president, special interest affiliate president. So I continue to learn from everybody that I connect with. So I'm honored to be able to meet uh, everyone every year. And from years back, some of us have gotten closer than others, you know, but uh, I enjoy communicating with uh, all of our recipients and hope that we can continue to do that and help one another along the way.
1: You know, you touched on something that that I've always thought was a great um, hallmark of your personality, of your leadership style. You're constantly inviting us to to teach each other and to teach you. So I'm curious, over the years, has there been something that, you know, unexpectedly that you learned from one of the classes or through this experience that you never really would have thought you would have?
4: Yeah, I would
3: say uh, initially, uh I wasn't thinking in that in that uh, area, but just having to learn everything myself. But mainly, what I've seen is there's some people that have been out there serving, and uh, they've had so they've made a difference in their state affiliate. And, and after I just noticed that, I began to inquire, and I, I noticed that some people we do things differently. Some of us are more organized than others. But the good thing about it, I know some people who have actually shared some great tips about how to really connect with your members in your chapter with your your state uh and because we talk about membership a lot and it comes up and it all uh, connects but that's my greatest thing i would be able to gain say i gained from hearing the perspectives on membership how to get those folks uh in the organization keep them in and keep uh helping to develop them to move forward so and i like i said i, I have so many other things i could say i learned But that's one of the things that matter to me the most because um, I'm a part of so many different things having to do with membership. And I think that's a key thing for me to to be better in.
1: Awesome. So I know that there are a few members of your committee on the call today and probably some of them listening over, you know, the various devices. Anything you want to say to your committee members?
5: I have
3: uh, one person I'm hoping is here with me today. Anthony Acumine. Could uh, you tell me if Anthony's here?
1: I believe
3: yes, he is. Anthony, he is. can you unmute? Uh-huh. He is okay. Uh, Anthony, can you unmute? I just want to tell you that Anthony Akamine and and his wife really did something special this year during our national convention. Now, Anthony yeah. joined our committee after he was a leadership became a leadership fellow in twenty seventeen. But Anthony has a heart to really help people and meet people where they are, and he he demonstrates that every year. Uh, but this year was special. I just wanted to acknowledge Anthony for having that forethought to think about what can we do to help those of our recipients who were staying in their rooms because they uh, mm-hmm. were dealing with COVID. And uh, so, Anthony, would you share a little bit about what you and Lynn and I did uh, and you were so engaged in? I thought it, it was uh, very touching to see that you and your wife would be so willing to, to serve.
6: So it was definitely... Um a humbling experience. I mean, um, just being a a part of the, um, DKM, um, committee, but at the same time, I think, um, a lot of it, um, should say, um, goes to my, um, wife. She always has a heart to, um, connect and just, um, help to, um, build internal, your heart and, and, and encouragement and, um, just a person, wherever they may be. And, um, some of our participants, you know, no fault of their own. They, they had some health challenges that they needed to maintain social distance. But, um, regardless, I mean, we, we, we connected with them. We, um, provided them support. We, um, just, um, constantly, um, met them, um, um, Paid a visit to their rooms, and we even um provided little snacks. Um, some of them were going to be attending the first timers reception, which included a um luau type of a theme. So we um w- what's a great luau without a lay? So we provided mm-hmm. lays and little hoi treats, but um it was so awesome. I mean, for, for me, it was so awesome, you know, to in passing to see people like um, Anthony Corona um, also imparting friendship and love for people. And, you know, that's one of the things of um, being a true leader is, is to encourage one another exactly where they are. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, on a personal note, we got so many compliments and and ravings and and where did you get them and all about so uh Terry and Anthony also generously gave each of our guide dogs a lay so that we could have a family photo with all four of us having gotten laid. <laughs> all puns um intended. <laughs> they were absolutely beautiful and, and I have gotten so many comments about those photos. So, you know, thank you and thank you for picking up the mantle, making sure folks had Gatorades and snacks. And you're right. You know, we were running, those of us from BPI were, were running to a couple of rooms and trying to make sure everybody had what they needed. It just, you know, it really puts, it puts in perspective how the American council of Blend at large, absolutely. But, you know, this program and and some of our special interest affiliates or state, if you know, when we come, to a convention like that, we come in groups, we come in cliques. It's the nature of the beast, you know, and sometimes that can feel, you know, I always say, look for the new person in the room and invite them to the table, you know, bring them in, you know, there it's much easier for us to enfold them than it is for them to knock on that, you know, proverbial door and say, Hey, I'm here. Can I come in? Um, but, you know, the flip side of that is how we all pull together to help, take care of, you know, our folks that had to stay, you know, in quarantine. And and we're going to speak to, we're going to speak to Byron and Becky next, um, both who were unable to attend most of the functions for two different reasons. But, you know, we wanted to give them some moments to be able to talk about what this meant for them. And, and I just want to ask Kenneth and Anthony before I go into that, you know, we had two years of virtual and I think that the committee did a, an incredible job in transitioning from, what had been in person for years, and um, you know, made it work and made it work well for the two years of virtual. But how difficult or easy was it to transition hmm. from, you, know, two years of virtual now to a hybrid. Now you've got to handle the virtual aspect of it and the in-person aspect of it. I would imagine after our mixer we'll think about probably using a room rather than a suite next year. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, talk a little bit about transitioning back to, you know, now a a hybrid model.
3: Yeah, one thing we just want to be sure that everybody that was able to participate could participate. So uh, as you may have noticed, Anthony, during our leadership fellows reception, uh, we did not have that because it's a private event. We did not have it. Uh, as a hybrid event. And that was more than one reason too. This year, they only have four rooms that can be utilized in that way. And uh, so we didn't get that, but we were able to connect three people that were not able to be there just by several of us using our own iPhone, calling them and, and allowing them to join in listening and hear everybody could hear them speak. So I think that was a good thing. It was quite challenging with three classes, making sure we communicated effectively and um, trying to reach everyone at times uh, was quite challenging initially, but everything started falling in place and people started reaching out to me from time to time. Uh, But it is just, it's a good thing. But uh, that's another thing that I wanted to uh, make sure that we were not gonna miss anybody, leave anybody out. If they could have tuned in or participated in some way, we wanted to make sure that they were connected. So uh, we had some help to make that happen in different ways. Get, them, get everybody connected. So I think it's so neat, like Becky was able to uh, participate in that leadership fellows uh, reception in a special way. To me, I can't wait to hear what she might say about it.
1: <laughs> and, you know, I also want to send a very special shout of, of thanks and applause. Anthony's on the call. I don't know if Zelda is here or not, but, you know, those of our, those of our members who have more sight than most of the rest of us really it's, it's really step up. Um, I mean, Zelda was running around all over the place, running mics and helping people get to and from the staging areas in the reception. She was helping put everything out and, and flow the lines so we could all have our snacks and, and be well-fed while we were, <laughs> while we were um, com- conversing amongst ourselves, Anthony as well. So, you know, everybody out there, remember the next time you're at, at a state or or the national convention and those that are doing almost double duty they're helping the rest of us, you know. It, 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 that's something that we we should always remember to say thank you for. So I just wanted to send that special shout out. All right, let's introduce Becky and Byron to the conversation. Becky Dunkerson and Byron Lee. Byron, everybody who is a Sunday Edition listener knows well, but um, he was a J.P. Morgan Leadership Fellow this year, um, and Becky Dunkerson as well. So welcome to Sunday Edition. Oh, hi. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with, um, let's start with Byron. Just introduce yourself, talk about your process and, um, your unfortunate conclusion to the process.
7: (laughs) Well, you know, I, I normally, uh, don't apply for scholarships and awards and stuff like that. Um, I'm very much like a behind the scenes kind of person and just, just trying to get the jobs done. And, um, you know, I had friends at ACB uh, and in BPI that were like, "You need to apply for this. You should." And I'm like, oh, "I don't know," but I did it. Um, and you know, I I'm so thankful that I did because I've made such great connections with um <clears throat> with people in the D- DKM uh fund committee and um you know <clears throat> during my time at the convention. I got to go to the board meeting and that's about it. Uh, And I got to meet, uh, got to meet uh, Kenneth at the board meeting. I met up with him right away. Uh, And uh, thank God I didn't get you sick there, Kenneth, because that would have, that would have really sucked. But um, I don't know when, when COVID hit me, but uh, uh, I started noticing on Saturday that I wasn't feeling the greatest. And so I, I was like, well, it's probably nothing, but I'll get a COVID test before I go anywhere and it came back positive and of course then it started getting worse and worse and worse and worse and you know Kenneth and Anthony both brought me uh snacks and and y'all checked up on me and um <clears throat> the BPI folks uh brought me all kinds of food and drink uh and checked up on me every day and i got to listen to a lot of seminars Um, I slept through a lot of them as well (laughs) because I was just not feeling good. But, um, you know, I got to sit through a lot of um, sessions on Zoom and participate to the best of my ability. Uh, And I also got to speak um, at general sessions through uh, Zoom. And the coolest thing, I think, was uh, Anthony Corona from from BPI and our wonderful host of Sunday Edition. um Anthony was nice enough to call me uh, from his cell phone and uh, let me listen to the um, the festivities at the um, leadership uh, uh, get-together uh, and and I was just so thankful for that because I was definitely in a place where I didn't feel um, <clears throat> I felt isolated and lonely and everybody from ACB and DKM and BPI worked so hard to make sure that I felt connected, that I was still part of the process. And I really appreciate that.
1: You know, I I know that it's, it's not, um, uh, private knowledge. You, you, you had a, a more aggressive time of it than a lot of others did, Um, are you still feeling after effects and, and, you know, how was it transitioning back into your regular life?
7: Um, well, I had a bout of depression right after ACB, um, because I started a new job and, uh, between COVID and my mom passing away, um, and, and just trying to adapt to a new job. Um, and my mom did not pass from COVID related reasons, by the way, just anyone who's like, Oh my gosh, why? Um, Anyway, um, I, I was feeling like under, underqualified for the job and COVID made me take a bunch of time off and ACB, um, you know, was pre-planned, but that was a bunch of time off. And then my mom's funeral was a bunch of time off. And so while I was healing from COVID, um, I was also sort of like battling depression right after the convention, because I just was feeling so out of it and crappy. And it was a really aggressive strain of COVID, um, and so my mental health kind of took a a dive right after convention and thank goodness I'm finally starting to feel better and I'm able to start putting, uh, you know, effort into my job again. And I'm starting to, you know, the fatigue isn't there as much as it was. And, uh, man, I, I, I am coughing every now and then. Uh, and that is the only thing left over from COVID, but it really took, I, I took a big hit from COVID this year.
1: Wow. Well, it, it joys my heart to to hear that you're you're feeling like you're out the other side of that dark tunnel. Um, and I'm hoping that next year, you know, you and Becky, and, and we also have Wanda, who was unable to join us today. Hopefully, you guys can participate in some of next year's activities to make up for the fact that you only got to do it virtually this year.
7: Yeah, I asked um, Kenneth. I'm like, hey, can I... <laughs> Is there any way I can like come to some of these leadership networking opportunities since I missed out on them last year?
1: <laughs> so I, I mean, it, this is it's just a question, but you know, other than the the board meeting and being able to FaceTime with us at the what um what were some of the other highlights for you of the convention?
7: Uh, well, let's see. I would say the steak uh, that Leah brought back for me from uh, Dynamite <laughs> <Yes>. Grill. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty amazing. Um my my roommate Dwayne Estes and I had a nice lunch on Friday before uh I realized that I was uh starting to get sick on Saturday and I got to uh We got to see the cafe that everybody was talking about. We did not get to see the robots, unfortunately, Uh, but, (laughs) but we did go check out the pool area and I gave him a tour of like, you know, okay, so I see, I see some treadmills and I see a sauna and Oh, there's the pool. And, um, you know, so that was, that was fun. Uh, and then I guess I would just say the, the kindness of everyone. Uh, I mean, I felt so taken care of. Um, and I just really appreciated the opportunity to be convention adjacent. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. You know, those couple of times where we spent 15 minutes in the, in the hallway, you at one end and us at the other end.
7: Oh, yeah. And yeah. Were, and I was at the end were... of a very long hallway. So when you guys would start coming towards my door, I'd go, I'd go, Ricola Figaro.
1: <laughs> yeah. They, they were a very poor substitute so schomburg here we come and oh man byron uh leah and myself were supposed to do our own private zip lining because the zip lining tour that was planned was against the leadership and we all um unfortunately were unable to do that but we are going to go skydiving in schomburg so oh yes you know, yes
7: yes yes chicago skydiving higher
1: things <laughs>
7: yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was really All bummed right. out about the uh, zip lining, but, uh, you know, uh, we will have our opportunities in Schaumburg next year.
1: Absolutely. All right, Byron, thanks and stick around. We're going to do some round robin stuff in a few minutes. Becky, welcome back to Sunday Edition.
8: Hey, Anthony, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
8: I'm doing Okay.
1: So it's sort of the same question, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, um, about your journey leading up to, um, you know, and how you participated in the convention.
8: Well, just to kind of give everybody a little, um, idea of where I'm coming from, um, and most everybody is aware, or if they're not, they will be, um, but I was not able to attend convention because, um. it it was kind of a dual purpose. Uh, the main one is, um, my husband, um, was diagnosed with cancer. Um, amazingly he is still here. Um, yes, yes. We, We, uh, made the difficult decision in May, um, to not attend convention. And, and the main reason was because of the COVID, um, Idea, you know, uh, we've spent two years trying to protect both of us from getting it because doctors have said, and we all know, you know, when your immune system is down, then it's going to be an even higher threat. And so we've known that. And so uh, I was just talking to a friend last night. She's like, "Are you still living in a bubble?" And you know, the answer is yes, we are living in a bubble, but we also know that you know we have to do some things and it's been a struggle but that was why I didn't make it to convention Kenneth thankfully and ACB has been awesome as far as understanding giving me space giving me time Um, like you calling once in a while and saying hey how are you and If I need anything, I can reach out. Um, One thing that, you know, I'm kind of like Byron. I like to try to be behind the scene because I don't want to be in the limelight. Um, But I uh, appreciate knowing that people care. and, And I tend to, and my personality is to not want to reach out. But I have to tell you, this last two years has learned me or has, has taught me that it's okay to reach out. And it it's is. okay to say, I can't do this today. I need help. Um, and I just need to cry. Um, because we don't do that enough. Um, and, and I think it's important to know that no matter what our walk is or journey that it's okay to reach out and say, help me or just listen to me or just, um, (laughs) I have a girl that she'll call me and she'll just say, I don't really want to talk about anything. I just want to sit here and we can watch a show on TV or something. And, and it sounds crazy to be sitting on the phone, watching TV with somebody, but at least being self, um, so that was why I did not attend. Um, Kenneth is amazing. And I'm sorry to hear that he's stepping back a little bit. Um, I hope whoever is going to be filling his shoes have a very big pair of shoes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because he's, he's set a high bar. But it, it's good that he has because we are all leaders in our own way. And we all have something to offer It's just, some of us might be um, at the top of the um, level, like as in president, and some of us might be just a board member or a committee member, but I don't mean it as just because every position is important. It doesn't matter if you're president or just a member. Your position within your affiliate, your state um, chapter, ACB, wherever you are, is important. Um, and I think that's something that we all need to to remember as leaders that, um, and I have to go back to the work world, you know, we always say, well, I'm just a little peon. And it doesn't mean that that's what you are. And ACB does not make anybody feel that way, in my opinion. So um, that's kind of where I've been as far as convention um I too like Byron got the phone call that hey you know we we want you to join us and and you know I hung up the phone both nights because um, Kenneth called me for uh, well leadership was on zoom I believe or vice versa I can't remember one was on zoom and one was by phone and and you know I got off the phone and I almost had tears because I'm missing all the fun. I'm missing getting to know everybody, but the opportunity of technology is awesome, and I think we all take it for granted and I so appreciate Kenneth calling me and and I remember walking down the hallway with him and just feeling like I'm in the hallway walking down to the room and and it was just amazing. so thank you, Kenneth, for doing that, and you know I appreciate all of you guys um, supporting me, um, virtually.
1: Well, you know, you were also supported by prayer. Um, I I know our class, our class really, um, there were a lot of emails. There was a lot of phone calls, um, all the classes, but you know, our class, we've kept in touch. We've really, you know, kept as a group, um, in each other's corner behind, you know, walking behind trying to support and, and highlight and help wherever we can. Um, but I think, I think you had so many more prayers than you even realized. There are, there are so many people that, you know, are out there every, you know, every day sending love and strength your, your way, you, you know, you and Ellen. And, and so just know that you're in our hearts. Um, you also worked really hard this last year on um, the mental health task force, so seeing those two programs come to fruition and, and being able to participate virtually, what was that experience like for you?
8: You know, it, it's amazing. And um, I am so excited that um, the board on July 1st decided that, yes, they do want to support um, the mental health awareness and, and well-being um, program. And I'm hoping and excited to see it get get going more than what it has. Um, The program for me has been, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about people and different, again, going back to different walks and journeys. We all have our own. Um, And I've met some people that are on journeys that I never would have thought that I could understand. Um, and I think that's, that's one thing that um, we as people need to understand and, and um, form our own, I, I don't want to say opinions, but we all have our own opinions. But we need to be open to that stigma that just because people say mental health and well-being or mental health awareness, a lot of us may have such a huge negative thought about that. Um, even the word depression, you know, when Byron was mentioning it, mentioning it, 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 um, it can create a, a negative feeling for a lot of people. And I think the mental health task force has helped me to realize, even though in my professional life, I knew um, differences, but um, it's helped me to kind of come to grips that, again, it's okay to ask for help. And I think that's what a lot of that is. And so I'm hoping that you know things keep moving forward and we get more um, um, information out there for our ACB people.
1: So, so I want to um, say thank you so much for joining us today. And Becky has agreed to play double duty. We're now going to um, list off the three classes that were celebrated at the hybrid convention um Becky's going to go through it slowly if you are here with us when she calls your name please say hello tell us where you're from and um you know what you uh what you felt about the convention this year so Becky let's start with 2020
8: all right so for 2020 we had um first timer DKM first timer recipients um Sarah Freeman oh Sarah Freeman Smith I'm sorry
3: All right. Sarah was not even on us today.
8: Okay. And Sarah is from Houston, Texas. So she was on the uh, west of the Mississippi. Um, and then we have Marilee. And I for- please forgive me, everybody, if I don't catch your names correctly. But uh, the next one is Merida Musimic. Musimic. Okay.
1: Alright, I don't think they're with us either, She's so let's, go, let's okay. go to the J.P. Morgans.
8: <laughs> okay. Sterling Heights, Mrs. Uh, Michigan. J.P. Morgan for 2020. Regina Brink. Not here. From Sacramento, California. Um, Sanjay Korala. She's not here. From Fairborn, Ohio. Um, Meryl and
9: Schechter? Yes, I am here. I am Meryl Schechter from Wintermill, Maryland. And <clears throat> what was exhilarating about the convention was really networking with people. And it was a pleasure for me to network with state presidents and learn a lot from them, talk with Kenneth and talk with all the classes, 2021 20, and twenty two. D K M and J P Morgan Chase recipients, and also, a highlight was meeting you, Sheila, and spending time with you at the banquet, and I will treasure that so much. So, uh, and Connie Sims, everybody is just awesome and warm and just inviting. So, um, thank thank you so much. Plus the. International Relations Committee participating in our programs and yeah. activities, having worked hard on them. And I just love the fact that we are all empowering and developing people as leaders and developing ourselves. And I guess, uh, so thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Stick around. We've got more to talk about. All, all right. right. Well, Who's
9: next? Becky? Mm-hmm. Thank you.
8: All right. Next, we have Connie Sims. Here. Hello. Can you hear me?
1: Uh-huh. Hey, Connie.
8: Hi, I am
10: from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, you know, and I, I guess I left, ended up leaving convention early. Um, my husband ended up getting COVID. Um, so I missed the Luha and stuff. But, you know, it was, I think, the networking, but meeting people in person, um, people that I communicate or work with and just getting to meet and socialize um, was so nice. You know, I, I think it was uh, an interesting board meeting and um, I think we got some stuff going hopefully, but I think it was fun. You know, I participated, my husband even said we, we helped put the bags together before convention and he said he really enjoyed that. It was just a fun collaboration and it shows how much acb is a family we're not just friends we're not just members but we are family and how we really have fun together and i think that's was really fun to see
1: you know i had a list of of people that i wanted to spend time with and i i got to see at least just about everybody on my list um, but the spending time, you know, it's been two years of virtual convention. I, I kind of forgot how I didn't, but I did, I, you know, how much you just run around and trying to actually coordinate sitting down, whether it be a meal, a drink, you know, outside just getting fresh air, how, how difficult it is coordinating, actually getting time, time to spend. Um, but it was such an honor to, to meet Seth and, and spend a little bit of time with you. And I know that uh, you've had some difficult times lately too. Lots and lots and lots of prayers coming your way.
10: Thank you. It's, it's been very difficult. Um, So, yeah, it's, you know, and that's, I wish we would have had more time. And that's what Sus said too. We wish we would have had more time to be able to sit down. We got to, you know, um, have time with Sheila a little bit and, you know, Kenneth, but, you know, it, it wish there was more, you know, Merrill. but it, at least we got to see yeah. and stu- do stuff, but it's been a very difficult, um, ever since convention, it's been a very difficult time for me, and and um, I appreciate that. I lost my mother at the end of July. Um, she had been ill, but she passed kind of unexpectedly, um, So, but at least I got to see her, but it's been a very difficult time, so yeah, um, and my husband's been sick, too, so yeah.
1: Thank you. Lots of partisanistic pronouns. All right, Becky, who's next?
8: next we have wanda williford from trenton new jersey
1: wanda couldn't be with us either
8: okay so now we move on to 2021 first timers we have kayla allen she's here hi hey (laughs) hey hey.
11: Um, thank you for uh the invitation to come back anthony first off um i am kayla i live in mesa arizona um, and I also got to attend um, about a third of the convention in person. Um, and my experience was, it was exciting. It was so scary. I grew so much as a person. I did things I never imagined myself doing. Um, it just, it was, I, I'm so grateful to have had the experience that I, I got to have. Um, it was amazing sitting, um, in the, in the, in the main session with all these people. Um, I grew up, I didn't have a whole lot of friends that were blind. And so being around all these people who are blind and doing it all on their own, um, was so incredibly inspiring to me. So, um. I I, I think you have more questions for us. I don't know how much to say. (laughs) I
1: I do. We're going to round robin, But something I admire, you know, everyone always tells me you need to do more socials. You need to be more on your socials. Um, And and I do a fair amount, but it's not second nature for me. I I love how you document your experiences. Um, and, And I almost felt like um, at times, you know, you and, and uh, certain others, of course, Cindy. I mean, it, she was, you know, the photo mistress of the convention. But I almost feel like I got to experience convention through alternate lenses by, by you know, partaking in all of your socials. So I wanted to say thank you for that and, and keep keep up the good posts. <laughs> yeah, and
11: it was a lot of fun. Um, I got to we did some crafting in person. And, um, which, if you know me, that's important to me. Um, I didn't get to do as much as I would like. But um, it was pretty funny because one of the things uh, crafters do in July is we do craft uh, Christmas in July crafts. And um, the, um, the community room was in the St. Nicholas room. And I did not know that. But the first craft we made was a pony feed Santa hat. So it just you know uh, uh, it just circle. worked out like, yeah You're i'm nice. like oh i didn't even plan this it just it was perfect so um yeah i enjoyed it all right it.
1: we'll stick around yep. becky who's next
8: next we have belinda collins
1: <laughs>
8: hey,
1: get up, Belle.
2: hey. <laughs> <laughs> thank you anthony for the opportunity um well so my experience um i'm Kind of like Kayla said, I was really scared to go to convention. I almost backed out at the last minute because I felt like, you know, I'm not as an independent traveler as I used to be. um, But once I got there and everyone kept saying, oh, there'll be people around, you know, and that was, that was true. And at one point, I think three or four days in, i finally was able to my goal was to get from point a to point b meaning over from my floor to the uh um,
1: convention over, floor
2: <laughs> yeah yeah to that area without anyone and i finally was able to do that and for me that was just a milestone for me that was a victory for me um but the the biggest thing as others have said already is just the connections, and finally meeting people that I've heard their voices for years, and you know, I'm just like, wow, I'm actually meeting these people, and it is just so good to make those connections and network. And to me, it was just a honor and a pleasure to be um, a part one of the DKM first timers and. Kenneth and crew, thank you all so much for everything you have done for all of us.
1: You were one of my people as well. I'm so so glad that we had the opportunity to spend a little bit of time yes, together. Yes,
2: we did. I enjoyed and it.
1: I, <laughs> and I have to do another, you know, segue away from this conversation for a second and say if again, if you have not listened to community karaoke. Belinda gives us such great stuff every week.
12: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) Anthony.
1: Absolutely. All right. Stick around. Uh, Becky, who's up next?
8: Hey, uh, Belinda, just for those that might be keeping track, it's from St. Paul's, North Carolina. Um, (laughs) Moving on to the leadership fellows from the class of 2021. We have yours truly, Anthony Corona. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Who's
8: next? Nice. Uh and you, you are from Miami Lakes, Florida. I uh, am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gotta make sure we got everybody's location in there. Um, then we go to Natalie Couch. She's here.
13: Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I am Natalie. I am from Louisville, Kentucky. And um, like everyone else has said, my convention experience was, I mean, it was fabulous. Um, I was all about connecting because we had not connected since 2019. So um, it was fun to be able to do the whole convention thing in person and um, be able to meet people that, you know, I've heard their voices for years. Um, And, you know, just after hosting community calls and things, being able to find out that people really are real and <laughs> we're all just not you know something in a computer so um and thank you for the opportunity anthony of being able to come back
1: absolutely but we should also highlight kenneth had put out a call early on in the process for someone to kind of organize take the lead of of um getting a theme together uh, and getting some activities together and you you stepped up pretty much right away and said, I'll do that. And um, I think you did a pretty, pretty damn great job at it. So a big round of applause also for keeping us all connected and keeping us on task and uh, coming up with some fun stuff for us to do. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. Stick around, Becky. Who's up next?
8: Uh, The next one on the list is myself, Becky Dunkerson from Des Moines, Iowa. Um, Moving on, we have Greg Lindbergh.
0: Hey here. Well, hey there, Actually, everyone. from
1: another Florida mother. Hey, Greg. <laughs>
0: hey there, Anthony. Yes, great to always chat with you. And it's, it's always an honor to be here on Sunday edition. Um, so, yeah, as far as convention, uh, like everyone has, has stated so eloquently, you know, it was amazing to make those in-person connections and kind of like Natalie just mentioned, uh, hearing people's voices, you know, in actual 3D spatial audio versus through a phone or a computer, was uh, really cool and just kind of getting to to see people's personality and you know those things that you kind of miss maybe a little bit when you're in a virtual setting um, as far as leadership thoroughly enjoyed the leadership fellows reception um, we had a lot of fun you know questions that Kenneth presented and also a lot about leadership so that was a nice mix of kind of the fun and you know the the serious if you want to say Um, Also the general sessions, just, I always feel so empowered when I walk out of that general session each day, just seeing everything ACB is doing in terms of advocacy, in terms of all the hard work and effort put into, you know, making our lives better as blind and visually impaired people. And it's, it's always so encouraging. And I just walk away feeling so empowered and so much more positive as far as my outlook about everything. And then this was also my, my guide dog and I, it was our, our first, you know, real time flying and actually going to a big event uh, with a bunch of other guide dogs as well. Um, so that was a really cool experience and was a bit nervous, you know, about all that going into it, but uh, was really happy with how Goldie my guide dog, uh, you know, her work and just her focus in spite of all the distractions and such an unusual environment, how she did Uh, so that was an awesome experience as well did you get to experience the robots Did not, unfortunately. I really, I, I wish I could have, but yeah, did not, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I can, I can say that we have
1: two very well-behaved guide dogs because they were on alert every time when we, were, or at least for the beginning, when the robots were still moving around the actual floor of the restaurant, they were on alert. Like, are they going to drop it? Are they going to drop it? Are they going to drop it? <laughs> All right, stick around, Greg. Becky, who's next?
8: Winter Winfro. not here. From Owensboro, Kentucky um, Now we get to move on To 2022 We're almost there guys uh, 2022 DKM first timers Joe Green Not here <laughs> From Sacramento, California um, Greg Wanschneider
1: You gotta pronounce that correctly Yes Triple G, Greg Wanschneider
8: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Becky,
4: great job. I always uh say I'll give 50 bucks to anyone who pronounces my last name uh correctly. Well, Becky, unfortunately I can't I I'm have to pay for school. But anyway, um <laughs> I'm Greg Wandsnyder. I'm from Waukesha, Wisconsin. I received the uh Derwood Kenneth McDaniel <laughs> 2022 uh leadership award and Um, Man, the conference and convention was just an amazing experience. It was, um, I was, uh, I was nervous because I was not ready to be, I didn't think I was that be ready to be that independent, you know, throughout the week, but I had a lot of people helping me out. Um, um, Cindy Hollis, who I'd met on community, who was you know, just working with me and um, things like that, and I took escalators, um, well, with uh, Kristen Kelling, who's going to, you know, introduce herself later, but Kristen and I took an escalator together. That was my first time ever on an escalator being, wow. you know, without without, um, just just using my cane and um, no-sided guide or anything, uh, it was it was really awesome. So I was challenged in a whole bunch of bunch of new ways, and um, yeah, the the um, just getting to hear a lot of the people like Anthony. I know you and I spent a little bit of time with each other, probably not as much as we would have wanted, but I got to meet. Yeah. Um, your, your puppy. And, um, and that was kind of cool. And that's another thing. Like I, um, the conference helped me get over my fear of dogs a little bit. And um, so who knows, I might get a, I might get a guide dog uh, coming up, but uh, no, it was just, I I do want to give just really quick props to, to Ken and Simeon and the whole committee just for what um, what they did, the through the interview process, everything was so so um, such a big part of it. So so, um, I think that's it for me for right now, Anthony. Well, so.
1: I know that you have another appointment today, so I want to thank you for for taking the time to be with us. Um, but before you go, can you tell us, you know, did. Did this process change the way you view leadership or did it realign your goals in it? What's what are you walking away as a person and as an AC member? Um, you know, moving forward, how how are you gonna take this experience forward?
4: So um I had a youth minister once who said that I was a um a born leader. He looked at my parents and said, Oh, Greg's just a born leader. And um, I would say, through all of my um, training in EC- ACB, you know, and even into this convention, that leadership develops over time. It's not something that anyone's born with, and you learn as you go. You, you do learn as you go. And um, so, yeah. You know right now, I'm in the process of navigating school life and um because I am a student at ethnos three sixty Bible Institute here in Waukesham, and also um also making sure I don't spread myself too thin by by being on some committee you know a bunch of committees but um I do serve with a c b students and a c b next generation. And I connect to the thing. It was really, it was really a good, uh, good. So just, just, um, yeah. And just to hang around, like hang, hang around leaders, I think is, is a good thing. And something that I'd advise everyone to do is just, um, you hang around the people who you become. And so just to hang around leadership uh, minded people, I really believe that's a really powerful thing.
1: Well, thank you so much. And hopefully I can have you back on Sunday edition soon. And uh, just for the fans out there, when will you be back with open mic? I, I know it's still carrying on, but folks, folks miss their triple G.
4: Oh yeah. I don't know. Like you said, I've got, uh, I've got school. Uh, I'm a full-time student and now I'm uh, part-time working. So I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure, but I will be definitely making uh guest appearances uh from time to time Mm. and so
1: um, i mean not right now
4: look out for that so yeah
1: awesome awesome thank you for being here all right becky who's up next
8: uh we have now the 2022 jp morgan chase leadership fellows first one is judy brown
14: she's here um hi everybody um I'm from Shoreline, Washington, because I guess we're supposed to be saying where we're from. So calling in live from Shoreline with my puppy who's decided finally she's going to take a nap. Um, so I just want to thank uh, the committee for choosing me. I just found out the other day that I got appointed to the National a- ACB Advocacy Committee, which is really good, because for those of you who don't know, I'm still a full-time working nurse, and I've been working on accessible labeling issues Uh here in Washington state. So this will allow me to make those type of national connections to push forward that agenda because we still have a lot of work to do. I know there's some work that had been done a while ago. And I just recently found out that some of the places that were national pharmacy chains that had gone through structured settlement with ACB and said that throughout all of their uh, pharmacies, they will be offering Say talking labels, things like that you still can't get them out here in Washington state, so that means we have a lot to do so anybody who wants to work with that with me um, please contact me, and I'm really uh glad to have made these type of connections
1: you know your your state has a a really really strong representation every year at convention what's uh what was it like coming with the you know with a posse
14: <laughs> well um we weren't all on the same floor, so it was kind of hard to meet up with the posse at times. Um, sort, of, sort of like herding cats, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm working on a couple of sidebar things. We'll do the round robin as soon as we get through, saying hello to everybody. But um, I made a new hero at this convention. Were you able to interact at all with Marjorie and Beeman?
14: Uh, not that I directly remember, No.
1: She uh, coordinates all the volunteers. She made sure that, you know, all the folks that were working to get us through the airport, help us with baggage and all the, all the things oh. throughout the convention, all the volunteers. That lady just never seems to, to, to stop moving. And I turned to Gabriel at one point. I said, I want to be Marjorie when I grow up. <laughs> oh, I,
14: I, I will take that back. I did get to speak to her briefly on the phone because it was an issue going back on Alaska Airlines. I had really hurt my knee at badly yeah. at convention. And, and I needed some uh, assistance that I didn't need coming out uh, so I did get to talk to her and she hooked me up with somebody that helped me uh, get through the uh, airport in Omaha So,
1: awesome alright stick around Becky who's up Beckers. next
8: uh, next we have Danette Dixon he was here but she's not now okay and Danette is from Linwood Washington the next person is Kristen Keeling she's here. Can everybody hear
15: me?
1: Mm -hmm. We can, welcome.
15: My headset must have gotten, sometimes that happens. Um, Kristen Kelling from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I'm not gonna lie, um, convention, I I loved convention. I, I did really enjoy getting to sit in on sessions, but I had a lot of emotional struggles. I, I my feelings were a mixed bag um so but but you know what it, i'm i'm slowly learning that it's okay to feel things that we shouldn't ignore our emotions and it's okay to talk about them mm-hmm. um so that was cuz like i was literally crying sir, more than once um it's like uh but, and it's also, and I also learned more about self-care that it's okay to like, yeah, there were things that we had to do, but it's also okay to admit that you need your space.
1: Yeah. Was um, this and it's your-
15: okay to take it. And it was my first convention. I, as if it wasn't as if being nervous about the flights and everything else wasn't bad enough, but actually the flights were fine. It was just the uh, actual sitting and waiting in the airport that was just kind of it wasn't i don't know i went through (laughs) but it was it was definitely i think a good experience um getting to learn and reaffirm my experience um and and kind of learn more about diversity equity inclusion and and i'm reminded of the importance of of also talking about accessibility in those conversations
1: nice well thank you so much stick around we're going to round robin in just a few moments all right becky who else
7: and lee All right. So you cut out a little bit. So I wasn't sure if you said my name or not. Um, Anthony, I can't talk right now because, uh, the zoom P four is on sale on Sweetwater and I'm about to buy the buy now, (laughs) click the buy now button. So (laughs) you go
1: boy, you're going to love it.
7: (laughs) Um, my name is Byron Lee and I'm from Minneapolis and, um, Yeah, I I talked a little bit earlier, so I won't take too much time. But I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me on your show. And thank you to the um, members of the DKM Fund Committee for considering my application and accepting me. I, I just appreciate it so much.
1: And Byron, for those who may not remember, does double duty on Sundays and every once in a while, triple duty when we have our board meetings on Sunday. But um, do you have what do you have going on on the fun zone tonight?
7: Oh, yeah. So I do a comedy show every week and uh, uh, my dad is coming to visit. Um, so I'm not sure what the theme will be, but it will be dad approved.
1: <laughs> awesome. All right. Is that it, Becky, or do we have one more?
8: We have one more. That's and- what I thought. Okay and um it is cicely laney nipper and she's here hi folks i want to
16: first thank uh, anthony for having me again i was just on last week so i won't (laughs) say much except to say big thank you to the dkm committee especially kenneth zelda and anthony accamini who worked so hard to keep us all on the same page and especially who hosted us at that beautiful reception and took such good care of us. I actually got a chance to talk to Anthony Corona for a few minutes at that reception too. And uh, (laughs) One morning I had the privilege of hosting the pledge with Kristen Kelling. That was a lot of fun Uh, going to the community room, meeting people, putting up Like somebody said, 360 sound instead of coming out of a computer with those folks that I've met over the past couple of years. And I will close by saying it was super inspiring to see ACB's future leaders and our current leadership exemplifying the values. And as we say in Georgia, of a hand up and not a hand out. And the committee truly tried with all the sessions they sent us to, to offer us that hand up. So thank you.
1: That's a great way to put it. Thank you for that. You know, I didn't ask you this last week. So this is my sidebar question. Is there anything you didn't get to experience that you're putting at the top of the list for next year or whenever you, you know, have an in-person convention again?
16: You know, not really, except to say, I love tours and Didn't get to do some that I would have liked to, so I'm always keeping my eyes open for when I can sneak away and do one of those cool tours
1: yes sidebar to Rhonda and her team if we can get the tour information a little earlier so we can plan our events absolutely <laughs> yes. absolutely all right well folks who are out there listening if you have questions for our folks please come and join us we're going to open it up for questions in a little while i'm going to do some round robin round robining with our guests today and i have borrowed that term from writing works wonders and i'm going to do a quick little plug i am the guest on writing works wonders this week so 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 if you want to know a little bit more about my writing career and who I was before ACB, that would be a good place to uh, learn. So please join us on Friday. But anyway, I borrowed the term round robin from them because they have a great exercise where everybody kind of chimes in. So I'm going to ask everybody who wants to chime in to just be respectful and not talk over everybody else. But for all all of our guests on today, we're not going to waste time waiting for raised hands and all of that. So I'm going to turn the tables around and ask everybody, what suggestions, having been through this hybrid, hybrid, uh, you know, this hybrid convention, what suggestions do you have going forward for ACB, but more specifically for DKM going, you know, for the next couple of years, what what are some things that you think could be added to or tweaked or changed to make the experience better? Um, And somebody feel free to start us off.
14: This is Judy. I'll start first, if you don't mind. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. What I was thinking is that it would be really good, especially if you have a stated uh, interest, say maybe in my case, advocacy, and you're not already hooked up with some of the national leaders in advocacy, if there could be a... Time frame of maybe five to 10 minutes where you could be hooked up with those type of leaders and really be able to talk to them one-on-one. And that would be part of the whole leadership introduction process. Um, that way, you know, you are already making those connections as opposed to trying to find whoever it is or just accidentally running into them in the bar or something like that
1: oh maybe maybe having like a, a in that registration room after the hub of registration is done having that area appropriated for an afternoon where folks can can mingle around from desk to desk and meet that that's a great idea what else Judy
14: um so again just more of the meet the leadership type thing um I really felt that there were some missed opportunities um, in some some of the some of the things that we did when we did have our reception, that room, because there were so many of us this year, that room really wasn't sized well for us to mingle and go back and forth after um, some of the people had said what they wanted to say. And it would have been really nice if there had been some encouragement to go like, look, we've got this room for the rest of the evening. Anybody who wants to hang and just chat and get to know each other as this group, because it was a special private group meeting and it'll been really nice to just been okay now that the picture is done if you guys want to hang somebody wants to go get a, a adult beverage and come back and just chat and get to know each other because i still barely know anybody in that class in that room and then that and in the class even with even, even with the group from 2022 so it'd be really good to have been had a bigger way to know people
1: Awesome. I, I also think that um, you know our my class we, we've stayed pretty w- pretty good at staying in touch, um, but I think that maybe you know mid year from convention, which would be around the January, February maybe earlier since, you know, we'll be starting to prepare for leadership, but we should do some sort of virtual gathering, you know, a Saturday afternoon, a couple of hours where we all really get to hear what each other's been doing and what we're working on and get to know each other a little bit better. So that might be something to think about going forward. How about some, some of our other guests? Um, This um is,
13: yes, it's Natalie. Um, sure. I wish we could have had some time to meet with our mentors. I mean, I know, well, I did because Zelda was helping me through the reception and things like that, but I wish maybe there could have been a designated time to be able to, um, you know, kind of meet our mentors and just be able to um, get to know them a little bit better.
1: That's a great suggestion too. Anyone else?
13: This is Kristen
15: Kelly, and I have a couple I have to agree with Natalie. I would have liked, I mean, so I did spend time with my mentor, but it was just, you know, lunch and going through the exhibit hall and things I would have liked to have um, had a designated time where you can just kind of, and I didn't even think to do this, but sit, you know, kind of have an opportunity first of all, where we can just sit down with our mentor and, you know, Hey, do you have any questions or, or, or even as far as, you know, ways that we could get involved and maybe be able to, to say, you know, hey, have you considered this? Um, another suggestion, you know, as far as committees or anything like that, I also agree with Judy that having more of a chance to meet leadership um, of different committees, but there are so many committees that. Um, that it would have, I guess, been, been nice to have just had, cause there's always so much to do at convention just to have like a designated time where basically people talk about their committees. Um, it's like next gen does what's called the showcase.
1: yeah.
15: Um, and, and we talk about our different, and we have the chairs come on and take five minutes and talk about our committees um. And, and then people can kind of go from there and, and determine which one that they're interested in um, another thing that I would have I would have liked to have time just with the class of 2022 because I know in years past people had you know like when they had the receptions and things they had time with just their class and in the class of and, and our classes really didn't get that.
1: You know, I, I think they did um, a, a really fair job of of highlighting, you know, three classes that mm-hmm. didn't get the experience that of what it had been, what the programs yeah. have been up until the pandemic hit. So, you know, there was some things that had that had to be. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the word? I guess you know, put down on the list a little bit. Oh yeah, you know, and and so I I I much much appreciate mm-hmm. um, that they tried to include us all, you know, as best as could be. But I I agree. I think you know, going forward, hopefully, you know, there'll be. Um, a little bit more personalization in the classes themselves the way you know I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the way it had worked going you know before pandemic all right anybody else uh want to offer up anything that they thought were opportunities that maybe have been missed or things that we can look at for next year all right Hi, Well then. Meryl.
9: I'm, oh, oh go sorry. ahead Meryl. Hey, um, no, well looking towards next year i'm excited about the new email list that's going to be coming out with all the contact information for everybody. So this will yeah. highly facilitate um, keeping our connections up and just learning a lot from each other. And with a select honor society and the mentoring and the leadership development we're going to get, I think that will be extremely empowering for us.
1: So I'm going to ask all of you to weigh in on the question that I asked Greg earlier um, what's what is this process what has this process added to your leadership thoughts feelings um and this is the time also if you're working on anything that you'd like you know all of our national listeners to hear about uh give us a 30 second plug for whatever you're working on as well um and meryl let's start with you since you were the last one to speak
9: thank you well um yes this has prepared me for Uh, leadership development because basically before ACB and even during my time in ACB um, I have been in network marketing so basically I've learned a lot about personal development through reading self-development books and it teaches you to be introspective, to look at yourself to look at the good and the bad and how you can improve And also, being on the cross-disability rights movement in Maryland and being a founder of the Cross-Disability Rights Coalition, it enabled me to see perspectives other than blindness of how people are empowered with their disabilities and how they can learn and advocate for themselves. Um, The projects I'm working on, well... First of all, I do my Spanish one one call on Monday evenings at seven thirty p.m. I engage people. I make it very interesting because we have different levels. We have beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And so, basically, if people want to have conversation, they can raise their hand. If I'm doing a teaching moment, um, they will basically. Um, I will ask them to unmute so that they can learn how to pronounce different phrases or words and people have been so receptive to my call they just love it and the hosts love it and the other thing is we will be working on our state convention in maryland i am the vice president of the american council of blind of maryland and this will be the third year that i will be chairing the convention and we're going to have a town hall for people in maryland Um, in a couple of weeks to determine what types of speakers we'd like to have. And so that's been a, that's been a great thing. And I'm doing a lot more too, but I can't write a book at this time. (laughs) I would be too long, but (laughs) thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Thank you so much for letting me share, Anthony.
1: Absolutely. You know what? I'm going to put Judy on the spot. You mentioned your work with uh, accessible prescriptions. So, Give us the thirty-second shout shout-out. What should we be doing in our local, in our local areas, or with our own pharmacies? What What's the best way to start advocating for um, accessible scripts?
14: Well, it's interesting you ask me that because there have been uh, ACB did some work around twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen with what was called uh, structured uh, settlements with many uh, national chains. One of which is Rite Aid, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sh- Pull them out of the group specifically. Because when that particular structured settlement was completed in 2016, the statement, and I read it again last night just to remind myself all Rite Aid pharmacies nationwide were going to be offering uh, talking labels. Uh, they have partners with Envision American, so it'll be uh, America, which will be Script Talk. So just for the heck of it, because I'm that kind of person, I started calling around because I lost my vision in 2017 and I was a Rite Aid customer. So a year after the structured settlement had happened, I could not get any talking labels from my Rite Aid. And when I called around the other day, you still can't get them. So everybody that need, that has a medication or if you know somebody that ha- needs a medication, Um, and you know that they've got some sort of impairment, it could be a reading impairment, which is why talking labels would be also uh, useful. Or maybe you're helping uh, an elder relative, so you don't need the medication, but you need to know what you're helping them with. So talking labels could be very useful for you if you speak a different language. Um, They actually can come in different languages as well. So start asking your pharmacies, and then if you're not getting a positive response or if you're getting the type of response that I get, we've never even heard anything about it, please send me an email and my, I mean, a special email, labels at gmail.com. I wanna hear all the stories because we are having meetings and sometimes we get the national representatives from Right Aid on our meetings to try to figure this out in Washington state. And I think we can push this forward nationwide. Thank you, Anthony, for this.
1: Awesome, thank you. Who else wants to step up and tell us about their leadership.
15: Sure. Um, Kristen again. So currently, I serve as a secretary of the Michigan Council of the Blind and Visually Impaired. I'm actually the outgoing secretary. I've chosen not to seek re-election for that particular decision, which I'll go into briefly here in a second. Um, and I also was elected this year to serve as the, um, as a board, as a director on the board of ACB Next Generation. And I also have some leadership in my local community as well. Um, but so the reason, and, and I think that that being at this convention, and, and I distinctly remember having a phone conversation with. Um, with kind of the day that, that they, that I was uh, told that I would be, that I was a recipient of the JP Morgan Chase leadership fellow this year. And one of the things that we briefly talked about that I remember was, was, and, and that we kind of talked about very briefly was that he's had to turn down some things in his life because he had, he had other things going on. It was too much. Um, and I don't remember how we got on that topic, but the important thing is that, that I needed to, I have decided to not run for secretary again this year because I wanted to be able to move on. Oh, and I also serve as a committee chair. I forgot about that. Um, but I wanted to be able to move on to, to bigger things and I don't know what those bigger things are yet I'm hoping that that people will help me to figure out what that looks like but
1: I've decided that it's
15: time to move on
1: I'm gonna give you your first tip and and folks out there um Kristen is good on her socials so you know I'm sure if you've got tips for her, you can hit her up that way but um I believe in what I call marination um, you know, when you see various meetings, various community calls that, you know, you don't know anything about, go in, just listen for a while. And it might spark an interest that you had no idea was an interest because you hadn't been exposed to it yet. Just marinate yourself in different areas and and let let your, you know, instead of going in trying to find another place to be a leader, let your next leadership opportunity come to you by just exploring different things. All right. Who else wants to step up and speak about your Con- journey Connie. in leadership?
10: It's All Connie, right, Kevin, Welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, some my leadership, um, I'm currently the president of the South Dakota Association of Blind, SDAB. I'll have that role until the end of October, and I will be termed out. So... Um, I'm ready for that. I shouldn't say that, but I'm ready. Um, So I have a lot of different leadership stuff with that. But on the ACB level, I am on the board of directors um, for my first full four-year term.
17: Congratulations.
1: Um, (laughs) Thank
10: you. Um, I am co-chair of the awards committee for ACB. Um, I'm on the Get Up and Get Moving campaign, and I'm co-chair the subcommittee for advocacy under that um with amanda salm um i'm on the voting task force committee and i am part of um, the outreach and communication specialist or however they want to call it they give me a title um and um there's more i can't even remember all of them I'm i'm on a bunch of other ones so um i'm on a lot of other committees i um I'm on some steering you need committees, your own web page. <laughs> I yeah, I could. Um, I, I know Clark asked me during convention what committees or what other ones I wanted to be, you know. And um, he's like, I don't think you have time for any other ones. <laughs> um, so um, I, I, honestly, I know there's other ones I'm on. So I apologize for the, for the ones that I'm forgetting to say. But um, you know, it's I'm on transportation. I have to say that I'm on the transportation task force or so the transportation and I am on actually on the pedestrian um, handbook revision so and I'm actually on the actually the pedestrian local committee here in town and actually starting to make some headway so advocacy has always been my big thing but it's you know I I like what you said you know you have to listen Um, there's a lot of areas that are so many possibilities for leadership and as I've always said, I, I think you don't have to have um, a title to be a leader. It's, totally. I, I look at all ACB members. I look at all of my SDAB members and I believe everyone's a, a leader. Everyone has abilities and capabilities, leadership skills. And, um, you know, I was listening to the, I think I say I was serving this morning and he was talking about offering and it's like, You don't have to give money for an offering you can offer to be like a usher we are short ushers today you know and that's a service so and that's a service can be a leadership skill so um it's anyone can do it and it's anything that you feel a passion about um, just talk to someone because you know i'm always here anyone's here and and the more you network, the more you visit with people, the more you get to know about what's available and how you can be a leader and just help because being a leader behind the scenes sometimes is more important than being a leader out in front.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, on behalf of, of the ECB membership at large, uh, you did a phenomenal job, especially communicating <laughs> all of our voting um, options and, and making sure that we all were aware that, that we were going to have our representation on an individual level this year. So, you know, go back, when you go back to that next task force meeting, just uh, shout out that Anthony Corona shouted out for everyone. <laughs>
10: Thank you. I appreciate that. So yeah.
1: Anthony, I heard Danette come back in. So is that what you were going to say? Kenneth? Yes. Yeah. Danette, Danette, welcome back to Sunday edition. You dropped off. So we're going to give you a couple of minutes to talk about your leadership journey with, um, with JP Morgan. You might have to hit the got it button. Jeanette. All right. While we're waiting for Jeanette, did anybody else want to speak about um where they're taking their leadership now?
4: Anthony, can I just can I just say one quick thing? Sorry, my meeting got delayed an hour. So um sure. you know, I gotta love those fun things that happen. But I will just say one quick thing. Um Connie was just talking about the leadership development that can happen, kind of, and other people were kind of, kind of, um, consequentially, or you know. So I, uh, this spring, I was, um, last spring, I sat in on about every resolutions committee meeting from ACB, just because I don't know why. I just wanted to see what they were doing for resolutions. And I sat in on that process and I, the day that I got to uh, give actually some input into a resolution, I was on cloud nine, you know, I was just like, I can, yeah. I can just, I, I, you know, it was a re- resolution about um, Amazon and Amazon being more, more accessible. And we were going to go, You know, to Amazon and things like that. And I said, why doesn't, you know, Amazon come to us, you know, too? Why don't we meet halfway? And that was a really big, um, they inserted some of that language into the resolution.
18: And um
4: also with the uh with the uh students, I drafted a braille uh resolution that apparently uh that unfortunately didn't get passed but um yeah. we had a lot of um mm-hmm. difficult work going to that it was to capitalize braille and in all its mm-hmm. forms so sometimes you just need to um to do something, to to be involved in something, and and you never know where that experience will take you from yeah. there, right? Yeah,
12: I'm sorry, it's Danette. I'm trying hey, to do two things at once. <laughs>
1: sorry, <laughs> that's okay. That's 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 another mark of a of a good leader multitasking. I'm glad um, <laughs> I'm glad you made it back. <laughs> so tell us a little about yourself and what this journey has meant for you.
12: Okay so a little bit about myself I'm from I live in Washington state and I tell you to get this far it took a lot of persistence a whole lot of persistence and it, and it took taking risks and as far as the leadership it meant a lot I felt really honored and privileged to be there and I and uh, what I got out of it was creating safe and brave spaces create your meetings need to be a safe place where people feel they can share their opinion and you and it's important to listen to others and not listen to what you're going to say next but listen wholeheartedly and Mm -hmm. you might learn and adjust your opinion to see what they're trying to say and then collaborating on what's on um on like a a a good conclusion solution between all of you it's it's not just about you it's 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 about inviting the the whole the the whole membership if you know what I mean
1: That's no that's a great point um you know I, I also am a big advocate of reminding our leadership and in doing so reminding myself that you know we need to invite in, yeah. And we need to remember to invite. And in. I, I made this example earlier in the call, but, right. you know, going into those meeting rooms, there's mm-hmm. always someone that's sitting yeah. there either by themselves yeah. or at a table, but they're not, you know, they're not right. interacting because they don't know anyone mm-hmm. yet. And right. so we just, you know, it's always yes. a big priority of mine to remember to invite yes. everyone into the conversation.
12: Right. Get to know your members on what their interests are, where, where they're good at, and then delegate some, give them the opportunity to strength, to, to enhance their, their um, strengths and their abilities, and then delegate, which is something that I a lot of times will struggle with because I just, I want to do it myself because then I know yeah. what it's done. But, <laughs> that's you and me both sister
1: <laughs> <laughs> i have, I have really learned about delegation over the last yeah. year and a half, yeah. yeah,, all right, so Sheila, be ready we're gonna we're gonna um take a few hands in in moments, but I also wanted to give Danette time to also speak on any highlights that she wanted to speak on from her convention experience, and if there's can any- I say something any- else sure, if you don't,
12: okay, I want to. Kenneth has really been i mean this this from he saw the persistence and all the persistence that I had to do. He's been just a huge mentor, and I have told him before, and I'm sorry if this offends you, but um he's been like I don't have a big brother, well Kenneth has been my big brother through this. Sorry, Kenneth.
1: <laughs> you know what? That is awesome. And I think we should do a quick group shout woohoo to Kenneth because he really is woo-hoo. a big brother to all of us. <laughs> woohoo. woo-hoo.
7: woo-hoo.
1: Yes. yes. He really my, is a big brother you. to all of us. Absolutely. Jeanette, did you did you want to share any highlights or and, and or anything that you think needs a little bit of tweaking or improving going forward? Did we lose you? Did we lose me? Am I here? Did
12: you no, ask here. me another question or?
1: No. Yeah, Jeanette, I, I I was saying I would, wanted to give you the opportunity. Everybody got to say what they wore with some highlights for them, as well as anything that might need to that might need to be tweaked going forward.
12: Um, more improvement. Um, you know, I'm real excited about that the mentoring program thing and being being a part of that and as far as improvement i really couldn't tell you i think the next person has to fill some huge shoes from from with kenneth and yeah i yeah thank you
1: awesome thank you so much well luckily we will have kenneth through the next cycle um yes. <laughs> and i'm sure whoever he passes that torch to is going to have a lot of kenneth wisdom along with that torch. (laughs) All right, Sheila, do we have any hands?
19: You do. Tony. Tony, you can unmute. There you are.
5: It's not Tony. It's
19: DJ. Oh, DJ. Okay. Hey, DJ. Your song was
1: amazing last night.
5: (laughs) Thank you. And so were you, my brother. And you did a great job facilitating last night. I don't have any questions, but I do have a comment that I want to make, and this is directed to everyone on the panel, and that is this. And I'm not a prideful person, but I am very proud of each and every one of you because you represent not only yourselves, you represent not only your local and state affiliate. But you represent ACB and you do it well. And so I want to say thank you to each and every one of you on this panel, those winners and those of you who are leaders in your respective places. Kudos to you. And thank you for what you do. And I will finally say woo to you. Wow.
1: Thank you. That's awesome, man! Thank you so much. Yep, yep. All right, Sheila. Who's up next?
18: Lynn. First of all, I wanted to say I wanted to to set. Can you hear me? By the way, yeah, we I can. I wanted to say what um, I was really, really impressed with what Merrill said about self improvement because you have to work with the inner self as well as the outer self, and I also wanted to give a shout out. And I already put some stuff on the. Uh, committees that I'm on, that Judy's on, about how proud I am of her. And I just think that what the leaders bring, and and I've uh, I've been been in ACB for a very long time, is that they can really empower others, which I try to do too. And I think that it's just wonderful to hear what people have to say and their really really strong statements about how they want to help others as well as help themselves be better people and really move things forward like accessible labels and also you know be better leaders in the community thank you so much
1: Awesome. Well, Lynn is another one of our fabulous karaoke members who performed last night. Great job. And hit me up a offline, Lynn, because I have an invitation for Sunday edition for you that I need to talk to you about.
19: Sheila, who's up? <laughs> Nobody right now.
1: All right. Sheila, how about you? You have any questions or comments for our panel? You are on the committee as well.
19: I am. And it's such an honor to work with the committee and such an honor to work with Kenneth. He is just so thorough and such a good chair of the committee. So everything that everybody has said is very true. Whoever takes his vice chair and then takes over the committee is going to be challenged (laughs) without a doubt. So um, Terry Lynn has her
1: hand raised. Oh, welcome, 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 my Hawaiian mama. (laughs)
20: <laughs> aloha everyone i just wanted to um let you all know that you guys are so wonderful i got to meet a, a lot of um, people at convention and you guys are so wonderful and and so loving and caring of of each other and it's just uh, very beautiful to to witness that you know it's it's been a long time it's been over two years since we got together and it, it's just always wonderful to to be together and And to see how much love and dedication that we all have to the DCAMP committee and and to our our friendships and relationships. And um, I just, you know, pray for the best in the upcoming years and that we just continue to develop the the next leaders of um, ACB that's
11: it. Well,
1: let me, let me ask you this. Um, is it, is it living in Hawaii? Is everybody as loving and and wonderful as you and Anthony are that live in Hawaii? Is it the weather? (laughs) You guys were so fabulous throughout the convention, making sure that everybody who was, you know, under the weather or as many as we knew about, um, were taken care of, that somebody was looking in on them and, and the fact that you know you you spend so much of your personal time making sure everybody was taken care of, I thought was just absolutely amazing.
20: Well, here in here in Hawaii, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys know the term um, ohana. So, you know, here in Hawaii, we are like a one one big family, right? So, with family, we have all different types of, um, you know, love and warmth, but also our challenges, but. Here in Hawaii, we always try to work through those challenges with one another as well, you know, and I think that's what gives us a lot of compassion for um, for everyone when we come to ACV because we really try to dedicate um, oneness in our ohana and that always takes a bit of work. But us in Hawaii, we, we try to, best to to our ability to continue to do that and foster that through our relationships and our families so yes to answer your question a lot of us are very much um compassionate people you know like we borrow anything we always give them like a gift or an omiyagi back when we give them back their tupperware and stuff like that we have get-togethers and you know they call it paina so just have like parties or potlucks here and there, and you nice. know before COVID, and and now we're slowly getting together again, and you know just developing a stronger Ohana, and that yeah, well, really is uh, valuable to us here in Hawaii.
1: Well, you know our Alaskan members, our Hawaiian members, and then of course you know like Circu last night who also facilitated. We have a uh, good one. We have members all around the world. For those of you that are. You know, not part of the continental, and even you know, at times, even West Coast versus East Coast can be challenging. But the the fact that you know your you're so your state is so involved, um, that's a credit too. You know, when I read, um, you know, the listings, and it's like one o'clock, yeah, you know, three o'clock, and oh my god, those poor Hawaiians. <laughs> I always think that to myself. So just your you know your your dedication as a state for for being involved is also pretty darn, pretty darn cool. So please bring that back to uh, your next meetings for, uh, from all of us. Thank you so much for joining us.
19: Cache.
20: Thank you.
1: Hey, hey, cache. There
17: we go, hello. Hello. Hi to everyone. I just wanted to, um, I've been listening the entire time and I just wanted to say congratulations to everyone on the panel. And I think um, you guys are taking some of the greatest strides and sometimes we overlooked that ourselves um, by taking the first step, which is seeing yourself leading. So no matter what people may not see, you saw something, which is you saw yourself leaving, whether that's locally or nationally. And I would um, encourage you to just continue to uh, do just that, learn learn as much as you can um, to be a great leader. And one thing uh, my mentor told me uh, as a young person is to be the greatest leader, you have to learn to be a great follower. And so follow your heart and follow your steps and follow the paths um, to com- to being great leaders. And thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. And congrats- congratulations for another term on the Board of Publications. Sheila, who's so on- up? Much- you're welcome.
19: That's, that's all your hands right now. And you've got about 11 minutes.
1: All right. Well, I hope you don't mind, Sheila, if I put you on the spot again. For other presidents out there, for other leaders, for anyone, um, if they think that they are or someone that they are associated with is a, a good candidate for DKM or JP Morgan, what um, what do you suggest they put in their letters? Um, you know, what's a good way to structure Getting someone nominated for one of these two spots.
19: They they need to not cut themselves short. So whatever <laughs> they have done, whether it's locally, whether it's in their church, whether it's in their local chapter, whether it's in their um, you know outreach area for their community. Um, Or whether it's on the state level or national level, they, they need to brag about it because it is okay to brag on yourself when you're filling out that letter of why do you want this, why do you want to be honored with this award? Why do you want to be chosen? And what do you have to bring to the table to benefit yourself and ACB? And I think people do cut themselves short. They they forget everything they've done. And I have to tell you, I was part of the very first J.P. Morgan Chase class in 2016, and it was such an honor. I never thought I would have been chosen, but it was such a thrill and and such an honor to be part of that first class. So um, I just think people need to brag on brag on who they are because
1: that's that's what we're looking for. Awesome. Kenneth, do you have any questions for the panel?
3: No, right now, I don't have a question for them. I just want to congratulate congratulate them again. Also thank them for their efforts uh, to participate and follow through on their commitment to the program. And they can also help us to identify others that may uh, need to apply next year. So. Will ask them to consider that. Think about someone you can recommend for the program uh, if you see that they have some leadership, they've demonstrated some leadership potential, even in a small way. And awesome. Anthony, I had two things I'd like to say. Uh, I was so honored to meet uh, Sheila Young in person this year. Uh, you know, uh, most of my committee members I had met, but it was a great experience meeting Sheila and so many other people I'd spoken to by phone or Zoom. And uh, I told people even after I came home and tested positive for COVID, I don't regret going to the national convention in person. I met so many people that I really uh, wanted to meet. And it was just like, even though I can't see everybody, it was just a good thing to be in their company, you know? So uh, beyond that, Meryl said something earlier that I'm really, uh, really pushing. She talked about introspection. That's one of the greatest uh, leadership qualities a person can have think about yourself take time to reflect whether it be the morning or the evening uh about she said the good and the bad uh, i type that down because i think that's something we should always focus on introspection thinking about what you're doing what can you do better how can you help someone else but um she said observe and uh, look at the good and the bad within yourself and see where you can improve I think that's something we need
1: to do on a continuous basis. Absolutely. You know, early on in my, my career career, a, one of my supervisors had said to me uh, something about, you know, interviewing for other jobs, uh, you know, and I immediately jumped up. No, of course not. I'm happy here. I, I, I'm, I'm doing good work, right? Yes, of course you're doing good work. But what, you know, I, I know that somebody approached you with this opportunity. Why didn't you at least go for the interview? And I said, you know, well, I'm not sure that it was the right visit, you know, the right fit for me, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm happy in my job. Um, And they gave me the advice, always go for the interview. Always test what you're worth out there. And I think it's also good to internalize that, you know, every once in a while, you know, write yourself a letter of recommendation about yourself, you know, and do, you know, a performance review of yourself. You know, I have all of these areas, family, you know, church, job. Um My volunteer responsibilities, how do I rate myself in them? Where am I right now and and what needs some you know what might need some improvement and if if there's not much that needs an improvement, then where can I push forward so that I can share you know my successes and help others be successful and that's that's kind of how i i've always evaluated myself and I think it's a really Really good things to stop and remember, we've got to, you know, we've got to take stock of where we are. It's that old airplane adage, you know, you can't help anyone else get their mask on if you don't have yours on. You know, always go back and look at your ducks. Are they in a row? And if they are, how do you help someone else get their ducks in a row?
7: Anthony, I just wanted to, uh, mention that one of the things I learned, uh, is that a mark of a good leader is to trust the people around you and to let them do the jobs when, when you can't. Um, (laughs) when I realized that I, that I was sick and I had COVID, I had a lot of responsibilities. Um, you know, and when my mom passed away, I had a lot of responsibilities that I had to say, Hey gang, um, you know, the stuff that I'm supposed to do, I can't do now and I need help. And you you learn two things by doing that by by admitting when you need help. And also like just learning to step back and let other people take on some of the responsibility is you give the people around you an opportunity to learn the thing that you like, you know, okay, let's say, You always feel like you have to be the one to run the meeting because you have the most experience and you are proficient at running meetings uh, and you can't. It's good to let somebody else run that meeting every now and then because A, it gives them an opportunity to learn how to run a meeting, uh, but B, it also shows the people around you that you can step back and let somebody else take the reins when, when necessary and that's important to trust the people around you.
1: And believe it or not, that's actually a piece of advice that I need to internalize even better than I than I do now. Um, much better than I do now. That is something I struggle with, delegating and then walk, you know, and then stepping back and actually letting the delegating the delegating ha- delegation happen. Um, you know, I I tend to be a micromanager, but that is a great point, Byron. And I think you know, I think all of us, all of us. But the things that we're really good at, we know we're good at, and we forget, wait a minute, if we want others to be good at it, we got to give them an actual opportunity to do it, or they're not going to be, they're not going to have any, any learning out of this. Great point. Anyone else have any leadership tips that they want to share before we close out?
14: Well, Anthony, this is Judy again. Um, Way back when, in my former life, I was union president for more years than I care to remember. And... um, we had to do a lot of things for TV and radio, things like that when we were uh, doing negotiations. And one of the things that I started doing with my nurses was sort of off the cuff was having them tell their own stories. Maybe they weren't an officer, maybe they weren't on the negotiating team, but I realized everybody has their own stories and it was important to have other faces stand up and, say what their story is in this case it had happened to be nursing and staffing ratios but everybody in this group has their own story it's good that we have this type of outlet but in your individual leadership roles sometimes it's good to pull in and encourage other people even if that's the only thing that they think that they can do for leadership is to tell their story
1: that's a great point too and you know what um, I'm going to do a sneak little announcement, a bit on a piggybacking on that. The Board of Publications is going to institute, um, we're calling it Member at the Mic. And it is exactly that, members telling their stories. So if you've got a story you want to tell, your story, or you think that somebody in your local or state or special interest affiliate has a really cool story, please contact Katie Frederick, Cashy Wells, myself. Um anyone on the BOP and, and uh, let us know because we're going to be rolling those out on the ACB Voices blog soon. So stay tuned for that. I want to thank everyone um, who joined us today. I want to thank everyone who are part of the classes who couldn't be with us. And I want to say congratulations and uh, please come to Sunday edition at some point in the future. Sheila, as always, thank you so much for hosting. Byron, for streaming. Kenneth, Man, woohoo. Again, you are a rock star as far as I'm concerned. Thank you for putting this all together. And I'll be back with another great Sunday edition, same time next week. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Sunday edition on ACB Media stream one that's american council of Divine blind media or wherever you listen to your podcasts episodes drop every week at 1 p.m on sundays and you can email us at sunday edition ac all one word sunday edition with the letters ac at gmail.com let's brunch again together next sunday